Hello, everybody. Welcome to Inside Physician Recruiting. I'm here with Dr. Vlad, an IM trained hospitalist who's been published in many physician publications, uh, Doximity, Kevin MD, um, has his own staffing company. He's been doing locums for a ton of years. Newest venture is something called the Locum Tenants Guy, which I'm very excited to hear about. Dr. Vlad, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Jerry. Of course, of course. So, uh, the first thing I wanted to do is just as a clinician, obviously, you know, hospitalist has been a, a booming specialty for many years now. As a clinician, how did you personally get into the world of providing locums coverage? Yeah, well, I think for me, it was kind of a no-brainer. Um, so I did uh, have a permanent job for a couple of years when I first graduated from the residency. And I kind of enjoyed it. You know, it was, you know, well-paid, you know. You know, we had pretty good group, really good relationship with colleagues and, and the nurses and everybody else. So that was a good position. But I think I met somebody who was doing locums in our hospital. And after talking to him for some time, we, you know, went out for lunch and talked to him and he described his lifestyle. And I was like, I really want to do that. So this is kind of how it started. I mean, it took me another, I think, year to actually transition to locums. Uh, but, uh, I, I was just, uh, you know, I, I knew about locums even before meeting that person, a doctor, but I think after talking to somebody who was actually doing it kind of in the trenches, I realized that I think I want to definitely give it a try and, you know, pretty much I've been doing locums, you know, on and off since 2014. Yeah. So. And you were, you don't have to say names, but do you work with just one company or do you work with a couple different companies? So... Let me see. So initially, I work with uh, a couple of big companies. Uh, like everybody, you know, heard of them. They're not, you know, they're not small. Yeah. And and um, and then I also did some stuff directly. Even so, even when I started, I realized that you know you could potentially there's certain benefits of working directly with the hospital. It's not necessarily the best setup in terms of like it's just harder to do. You have to, you know. Yeah negotiate by yourself. You have to, you know, uh, think about contractual obligations and all those things. But I, at that time, I already started working per diem, so direct relationship, and I work with agencies as well. So. so what did you like better about that locum's relationship than sort of the yeah. direct perm structure that you were in previously? Yeah, I think the best advantage was that, you know, you know, the best thing about working with locums agencies is just, uh, it's just much easier to talk to the recruiter versus, you know, trying to get a hold of, you know, multiple hospital systems or trying to get in touch with the hospital recruiter or in-house recruiter, because usually they are much busier than I was responsive. And from my experience, it's just much easier to pick up the phone and talk to somebody, you know, who is, you know, working for an agency essentially. So I think the, communication, at least initially when you're just trying to engage with the facility, was probably much better. It's just much, uh, there's much less friction, I think, between, you know, the agency and a doctor than when you're a doctor and you're trying to work directly with, with the hospital system or a, you know, hospital group. So, You know, it's actually unique, right? Because you, you know that all of these recruiters would love to speak with you but it's not easy to find them, you know, exactly. and even if you do get their contact info, 90% of the time you call them, they're not answering because, you know, as a salesperson in that space, you know, we know the same thing, right? So it is interesting that there's such a, 
a demand, but it's not easy to get in, in touch of, in touch with, and a hold of those people. And that's mm -hmm. the value of an agency, right? Because they've already got the relationships, they've already have all the contracts in place, and it just makes it a lot easier as a clinician to, you know, secure something. How did you then go from that and, you know, sort of doing locums directly, you know, just, you know, your own malpractice, your own license, to yeah. the thought of, you know, hey, maybe I should even venture a little further and start my own staffing company. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's been a really, I mean, at least in my mind, it's been a really long path, right? So, so I tried different things. I worked in, I worked with multiple agencies. I, um, I work with uh, big hospitalist groups directly, you know, as a locums, I worked with hospital systems per diem. So all of those things took years, right, for me to just kind of figure out and, and, and master. And I think one thing I always enjoyed was, you know, um, educating, you know, and uh, I think what I noticed is there's clearly a gap in knowledge in, in terms of what doctors actually know about local tennis industry and uh, having myself having you know, a lot of experience, you know, working locums and per diem and all those other different, you know, names you can give to, to essentially flexible physician work or freelance work. Um, I've, I realized that there's definitely a gap in what physicians know. And I, I saw uh, an opportunity of essentially educating doctors on closing some of those gaps in their knowledge. Uh, and that's how I started my website. So, um, this was a transition that I made, I think four or five or maybe six years into working workrooms and pretty much this, what I've been doing, I've been, you know, writing on my own website. I've been also writing in different big publications like Kevin MD and, you know, um, you know, others. So, so I think, I, I think there was definitely lack of information for physicians, uh, from physicians, right? Not just from agencies because agencies, of course, I mean, they, yeah. there was a bunch of good resources from especially bigger big agencies, right? I mean, of course, they're trying to like you know, attract doctors and, you know, post stuff online. But I think that they didn't, and not to, you know, offend anybody, but I think their uh, content was, I mean, their focus was essentially on attracting doctors, but I think it lacked the depth and it lacked the, um, you know, all the things and hacks and tips that the physician can give another physician who've been in this situation right, or who is thinking of locums. Uh, so I think that personal experience from somebody who was, who has been doing locums was kind of missing in the market, I think, or at least online. I mean, you can always, you could always talk to somebody who, who worked locums, you know, for years and try to get some words of wisdom, so to speak, but not everybody can meet this kind of person, right? I mean, sometimes you do yeah. meet uh, locum doctors, yeah, but not everybody, even if you meet this kind of person, like knowledgeable, you know, uh, lo experienced locums physician, you know, a lot of times they either don't have time to share this information or they just not, don't really focus on this. So, so this is what I've been trying to focus in the last, essentially what it's been, you know, probably uh, five, six years now, I've been essentially focusing on, you know, educating physicians because I see that this is a uh, locum tenants is honestly becoming uh, a career in itself. Uh, for a lot of yeah. physicians, it has a lot of specific things, a lot of moving parts. And again, I think a lot of doctors, A, you know, make a lot of mistakes, you know, which can be costly, like in terms of time that they wasted, in terms of money as well. And I know some doctors even get into some legal trouble sometimes. So so it's honestly, um, you know, what I've been trying to focus. But again, the problem was at that time when I started, it was just like a gap in, 
gap in uh, yeah. you know information for dedicated to physicians. So. Well, and I think your site does a very good job of, like you said, the details because, like you also said, most of <laughs> the information out there does come from firms. You know, it's it's pretty short. It's more introductory, just high level. Here's what Logan's exactly. is. Here's some things to kind of look out for. Here's why you should work with us at the end is typically. And I think one right, coming right, from right. a physician, you know, they don't have that sales bent at all, so they they're a little more receptive to what you're going to say. But also, you go really detailed. I mean, you know, I've looked at a lot of your articles, and it's like if you want to do this, if you want to, you know, get this license, or if you want to. You know, get set up with this portal. Here's exactly what you, you know, step one, do this. Step two, do this. And I think that's helpful because, again, I think most physicians are pretty detail oriented. And, you know, I think they appreciate that. As you obviously, you know, you've worked, like you said, you know, directly, you've worked for big groups, you work with locums companies, sort of big and small. You've kind of have, you know, your own. What do you, in looking at recruiters to join your company? And I guess on the other side, when you are being recruited, because I'm sure you get calls and emails from you know people asking you to do locums still, what do you think makes a good recruiter? Yeah, yeah. You know, I've been thinking about this question for a while, and I think um, I think I definitely like remembering my experience from talking to multiple recruiters. I think, of course, you probably want somebody who's friendly. Of course, I mean, not even. You know, I, I think it's definitely prerequisite, right? In friendly, not in a way of like being salesy, right? But friendly in a way of yeah. like uh, trying to listen, right? Trying to listen to what doctor is actually looking for, trying to understand his or her perspective, right? In terms of, you know, personal situation, in terms of, you know, the schedule, in terms of maybe some travel arrangements. I think if you're, I think if you are good, um, you know, good, what's the right word? Um, if you are, somebody who has good, uh, you know, uh, skills in terms of approaching people, right? I think, I think you can become a really good recruiter. With that said, I think besides just being very personable and very friendly, uh, you have to be very knowledgeable, right? And I understand that recruiters change jobs a lot of times and you can go from, let's say, being OBGYN consultant to, you know, medicine consultant and, you know, but I think you need to know your specialty really well. And I think what helps to become that way, let's say if you're starting, of course, I know that, you know, most agencies probably have some training programs, you know, but it makes sense to talk to doctors and say, hey, you know, for example, if it's a hospital, it's like, you know, ask them why their preferences, you know, open ICU or closed ICU, why they don't want to do procedures. Try to listen to the other party and try to learn from a physician in terms of what their perspective is, right? Because in that over time, I think the recruiter will notice certain patterns, why physicians are you know, um, you know, preferring one thing over another. And then from just talking to them, I think you can learn a lot. So uh, this is the second thing. Okay. So you have to be knowledgeable. And I think number three, you really have to be transparent. I mean, this is one thing that I really, not just me, I just I mean, talking to many other physicians. I think what we dislike about certain recruiters is that they are not transparent. You know, um, I think even if you are bringing bad news to the physician, like you haven't been accepted to this job, or maybe this is the only pay rate, this is the highest pay rate we can we can pay you, has to be very transparent. Like you have to be open about it, maybe give a short explanation why the pay rate is like this or why you know you have not been accepted. So I think this, uh, I think transparency definitely helps. Um, and I think this is what I've yeah. been trying to do when I talk to physicians. You know, uh, when I engage them through my agency. 
I'm trying to be 100% transparent, and uh, I think they can go a real long way. So what what are you seeing in the market out there? I mean, obviously, we're in this world of a, a physician shortage. Rates have been, you know, taking off like a rocket ship since right. uh, right. COVID. You've got, you know, a lot of major players coming into the space with the, you know, the big box stores, the CBS, the, the Dollar Generals, the Walmarts. There's a lot changing. You add into that mix all this AI technology that's coming out now. What is your sense of where we are as a marketplace? And what do you think that's going to look like five, 10 years from now? Yeah. I mean, one thing I, sh I probably can say is that it's really hard to say for sure, but, um, you know, um, I'm thinking, I'm thinking that the uh, physician shortage, of course, is going to get worse. Um, I don't think there will be any, I don't think that it's really going to improve. And, you know, about five, seven years ago, I was thinking that because of the, you know, a lot of, you know, APPs or advanced practitioners coming to market, there's a lot of new schools opening for physician assistants, nurse practitioners, like even the hospitals I worked at, like half of the nurses are doing some courses to become NPs, right? But I'm thinking that, especially with now with a nurse shortage, I think probably getting, making some of this worse. But even with all those, you know, mid-level providers or APPs, you know, coming into market, uh, I'm, I'm, I, I don't really, I mean, especially now running an agency, I can see that I don't think the physician shortage is going to go away. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious, but um, for me, maybe it wasn't so obvious when I, you know, before I started my own agency. Um, I think, um, I definitely think that uh, hospitals are more, um, more, um, I mean, they're uh, more aware of the, the fact that those local tenant services are expensive. So, um, and I think, yes, the rates are going up, but I think, I think there is definitely a push, um, you know, from administration in many hospitals to maybe reduce local tenants costs as much as possible. Of course, local tenants, doctors are always like a, like a bandaid. So, so, I mean, it's inevitable, but, um, I think, um, I, I foresee that there will be more solutions or should be, I mean, I, I see some of them already developing would be more solutions of connecting doctors and, uh, you know, and hospitals directly. However, I haven't seen any major one succeeding. Uh, I see some smaller startups. I think that's probably going to be in the future in terms of how well that's going to play out. I'm not sure. Um, so I think there will be some te technological solution, whether it's AI driven or AI powered or not, but there will be some solution that probably will be an attempt to reduce the cost of all parties involved. So I think that probably a future, but I mean, in terms of whether that's going to be five years or 10 years, I'm not, I'm not really sure. So, um, I think the for, for local tennis agencies though, I think, you know, I am seeing that we're only getting busier. So I, again, it's, it's, it's going to be, yeah. it's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen in the next few years, essentially. Yeah, I think that's the challenge for hospitals, right? Because I think more and more physicians are doing locums. I think they enjoy the, of course, the higher pay rate. They enjoy the flexibility. They enjoy, you know, the ability to go work in a different state for the summer <clears throat> and enjoy that location. And the more providers that do locums, obviously, it's going to create a tougher environment for hospitals because essentially they're recruiting and they're competing against the locum tenants companies for that same pool of talent. So the more attractive locums is, the harder it becomes on the perm side to recruit them. So there's definitely going to have to be some, you know, change of incentives or, or something to 
maybe have that permanent model more reflect the lifestyle situations available to somebody in a locum's capacity, but who knows what that's going to look like in, in your site, the locum guide, tell us about that. How long ago did you start that? Is that, you know, is it a, a specialty focus or is it any provider out there interested in doing locums? Yeah. So, so, uh, this is something I started, um, you know, in 2017, I think. So, um, again, I was trying to just educate doctors, uh, on some of those intricacies and, you know, tell them about all those different moving parts of being a local tennis physician. Um, the site has grown quite a bit. However, it's been mostly my like part-time project, to be honest with you. I'm trying to focus more and more on writing good content, but um, essentially uh, it is uh, it is called a blog. However, I think it's a misnomer. It really should be like a resource or platform just because I, I it's not just based on my personal experience. I also do extensive research. I talk to other doctors. So it's, it's more of a resource that I think anybody who's either new to locums or even have done locums uh, for some time probably will benefit from reading and checking out uh, just because I go into depth about, you know, not just locums, but also like, you know, permanent hospital jobs, salaries, for example, or, you know, malpractice problems. So uh, questions like malpractice insurance questions. So, so uh, like licensing questions. So I think it's a good resource for every locum tennis doctors and even beyond. So, uh, yeah. So based on your experience, based on, you know, the feedback that you've gotten from the people that have, you know, been reading your material, what is your sense of how physicians look at recruiters? Is, is, is there a way that is a preferred form of communication for them? Is there, you know, a particular way they want to see a job? You know, th there's always this debate on our side with, is it better to just make a job post or an email quick? couple bullet points to the point is it better to do long descriptive and really getting into you know the location and the community i'm just curious if, if you've ever had any of those kinds of conversations or anything with other providers and sort of what right. they would give as feedback to recruiters to maybe make their emails and job postings more effective yeah it's a, it's a really good question and i don't think i have a perfect answer but um i think if your physician is looking for locums I think she or he would definitely appreciate, you know, getting emails with probably as many details as possible. However, I also see that a lot of doctors who don't do locums, I think they get frustrated with too many emails or too many phone calls. So I always feel like probably phone call is probably too intrusive, I think, uh, for us because a lot of physicians who I know recruiters are getting or trying to get in touch with, I think a lot of them actually don't do locums or not interested in doing locums. So I think that's definitely, you know, probably something I would avoid. Uh, but uh, emails, when I write emails, at least to, to the physician, I try to make it as detailed as possible. I haven't done any survey to really know what the physician expect to see. Um, I think uh, if it's a really, I mean, I think physician appreciate the, you know, detailed description in general. However, if it's a, let's say a job that is maybe a really nice location and you don't know all the details, I think it's okay to send general, general information first. And then you try to engage physician and then talk to him or her. I think it's it's fine too. But I think the main problem uh, with the uh, the way of communicating with agencies is that it's just I think phone calls. Uh, I mean, I don't really do any phone calls unless physician requested to talk to me. Uh, I think email um, probably would be the preferred way of 
talking to recruiters or getting in touch with recruiters just because everything else is kind of a little too much, I think, especially since you probably get trying to get in touch with as many leads as possible, right? Uh, and a lot of them will not be doing locums. And then, you know, they'll be frustrated. Oh, there's agencies, they keep getting in touch with me and I'm really not interested. I'm just sick and tired of getting their messages. So I think, I think the industry is probably sending too many like text messages and phone calls, I think. Yeah, you know, that's, I think that's the one of the big problems recruiting needs to solve is the ability to say, if a provider only wants to hear about a job in this location or this specialty or this pay rate or this kind of a patient mix, we need to be able to send them only things that are interest for them. And I don't know of any platform currently that allows that to happen. So inevitably what happens is every IM physician or every hospitalist Here's about every opportunity where they're licensed. And, you know, you might not be a nocturnist. You might not do procedures. You might, you know, all these different things that are are never going to appeal to you. And as you receive them, you just become frustrated. I think it's a problem that AI can ultimately solve for, um, you know, as you can put in preferences for people and have the system sort of target going forward to match those. But it is definitely one of the the main issues right now. Um, Absolutely. You know, obviously having your own website out there you're you're you know obviously tapped into the market are there any other resources that you go to to learn more about just kind of healthcare staffing in general the marketplace anything like that yeah i really like localpedia i think for the agencies at least you know this is a really great resource so um you know um i think Corey is you know uh, the the director of the yeah. website. I think he's he's making an every effort to, um, you know, help uh, to bring you know all the news in the industry in one website on or uh, at least in one place. Uh, I think this is in terms of the agency side. This is probably what I would read in terms of news about the industries. Otherwise, um, honestly, I really don't follow anything specific. Um, I do have a way to track all the content that comes. Um, you know, about local tennis, like if I have an alert system when, you know, Google uh, finds web new content on, on local tennis, I usually get an email. So, and if the, you know, title is interesting for me, I usually just open it up and read it. Uh, but I think um, um, in terms of, uh, of course, the physician side, I mean, I know I'm, I'm probably biased, but I think my website is pretty good. And uh, I think, I think physicians also, what a lot of doctors don't do, they, kind of uh they're a little bit shy to get in touch with me but i think if they go to my website there's a way for them to get in touch with me and i have like free 15 to 30 minute phone call with them and i think that's going to be really helpful for anybody who starts you know working locums uh, uh you know either starts somebody who's new to locums or even somebody who you know has been doing locums for a while yeah. Uh, but yeah i think this 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 are the resources that i would recommend in general so so if anybody does want to get in touch with you either they're interested in working locums. Maybe they're a recruiter and they're looking to join the company. If anybody's trying to get in touch with you, you want to share some ways that they can do that. What's the best site? Is there maybe a phone or right. an email? Yeah. So, so, so my website is uh, locumtennisguy.com. Uh, this is the easiest way, uh, way to, uh, I'm sorry, to get in touch with me. And when they go to the website, they can go to uh, my agency section and there's uh, essentially a link to my calendar where they can essentially book a quick, you know, free phone call with me or Zoom call. Um, so my email address is Vlad 
uh, at thelocumguy.com so they can also reach uh, reach me via my email. So it's probably the easiest way. And I usually respond within 24 hours, if, even if the doctor has just general questions. So, And is that for hospitalists or do you do other specialties as well? Right, right. So really good question. I mean, honestly, I've been, I have a coaching program as well. So uh, I've been coaching and helping doctors from all the specialists, not just hospitalists. Yes, there are some specifics to certain specialties, like especially surgical, um, uh, surgical, you know, um, sur surgeons in general and different sub surgical subspecialties. So, uh, but I've been working with the physicians of all specialties and uh, the vast majority of what I teach and what I know actually overlaps, you know, between different specialties. And now since I'm also running my own agency, then... I see a lot of stuff. I learn a lot about, you know, surgical specialties, how they think about locums, what are the, some of the challenges, like in not just surgeons, will be GYN physicians, PMNR, you know, pediatricians. Right. So, so in general, I think if, if you are a physician who is interested in starting locums, um, I would definitely encourage you to get in touch with me. And then last question, what is something that you would recommend to the audience and why, and this can be, literally anything, uh, a podcast, a restaurant, a movie, anything you recommend and why? Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. Um, yeah, I, I was going to say there's a, there's a few good books, but I'm trying to remember the names. Honestly, I've been, I, I've been reading a lot of different books, but, um, um, yeah, not sure. Not sure what to, to say. I mean, I don't want to say I wouldn't recommend my website because, uh, of course, I already <laughs> talk extensively about it. But, uh, um, well, I think I think one thing I would recommend in general, I think, is is if you're new to locums, uh, you know, uh, try to learn as much as possible about it, and uh, I think do your research and do your due diligence, so to speak. And uh, I think a lot of mistakes that again, it's it's somewhat not. You know, it's not general. It's not a general advice. Maybe uh, it's not something you really, you know, wanted me to to give you on. But you know, essentially, it's uh, try to learn as much as possible, whatever you do. And I think if you're new to locums, just you know, understand this is a complex, uh, you know, industry. And um, you know, just make sure that if you're a physician, you're starting out. Uh, again, you you don't take it lightly and just learn. You know, plunge into it and learn as much as possible. I think this would be my Right. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate having you on, doctor. I, I think it's great to get a perspective of somebody who is, you know, a clinician, but, you know, also kind of in the knowledge space and then sort of ties it together with your own staffing company. I, I think obviously that brings a lot of unique perspective for, you know, different sets of people. So uh, I really appreciate you being on. It's been great. And uh, that's another episode of Inside Physician Recruiting. Stay tuned to the next one.